Does a new US president mean a new era for cybersecurity? And insights from the Verizon Payment Security Report. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hi, I'm Anna Delaney. This week marked a new era for the world as Joe Biden was sworn in as the 46th US president. So how will the Biden administration approach all things cyber? Matthew Schwartz, ISMG's executive editor of Data Breach Today in Europe, investigates. On Wednesday in Washington, on a cool but clear winter day, Joe Biden was sworn in as the 46th president of the United States. The inaugural ceremony took place at the west front of the U.S. Capitol, which had been stormed by violent protesters just two weeks to the day before. Today, we celebrate the triumph not of a candidate, but of a cause, the cause of democracy. The people, the will of the people has been heard, and the will of the people has been heeded. We've learned again that democracy is precious, democracy is fragile. And at this hour, my friends, democracy has prevailed. So now, on this hallowed ground where just a few days ago, violence sought to shake the Capitol's very foundation, we come together as one nation, under God, indivisible, to carry out the peaceful, transfer of power as we have for more than two centuries. As we look ahead in our uniquely American way, restless, bold, optimistic, and set our sights on the nation we know we can be and we must be. One question is how the new administration will tackle the numerous cybersecurity challenges facing the nation. China, Iran, North Korea, but especially Russia remain potent adversaries. Moscow, in particular, has been tied to numerous disinformation campaigns designed to amplify already existing divisions in U.S. society. Of course, there's also hacking, including the SolarWinds supply chain attack, which U.S. intelligence agencies say was likely perpetrated by Russia. Experts say the nine-month attack, which was only discovered last month, has all the hallmarks of an espionage operation. How the Biden administration intends to respond was a question posed during the administration's first ever press conference on Wednesday. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says the president has no immediate plans to speak with Russian leader Vladimir Putin. Instead, she said that Biden plans to focus on rebuilding relationships with allies and addressing common challenges and threats first. On solar winds, we've spoken with this about this uh, previously a bit prior to his inauguration, I should say today. Um, we are, um, of course, uh, we reserve the right to respond at a time and a manner of our choosing uh, to any cyber attack. Um, but our team is, of course, just getting on the ground today. They're just getting onto their computers. Uh, so I don't have anything to read out for you or to uh, preview for you at this point in time. Saki says the administration has prioritized getting its national security team in place as quickly as possible. On Wednesday, the Senate confirmed Avril Haines, who becomes the first female national intelligence chief in U.S. history, as well as the first of Biden's cabinet members to be confirmed. 
On Monday, meanwhile, Michael Sulmeyer was named to the position of Senior Director for Cyber, although it's unclear as yet what that entails. Former White House Cybersecurity Coordinator Rob Joyce, a longtime National Security Agency employee, will be heading the agency's Cybersecurity Directorate, which focuses on preventing and eradicating threats to national security systems and the defense industrial base. In the wake of solar winds, he'll have his work cut out for him. Joyce takes over from Anne Neuberger, who led the NSA's effort to counter Russian interference in the 2020 U.S. election. She's been appointed to the new position of Deputy National Security Advisor for Cyber and Emerging Technology. As noted, the new administration arrives on the heels of an insurrection that was designed to prevent Biden from ever taking power, driven in part by misinformation campaigns that spread false conspiracy theories. The violent capital siege led to the death of five people and injured dozens more. The FBI is reportedly searching for 300 suspects and reviewing some 140,000 pictures and videos to help identify them. So far, cases have been brought against 15 women and more than 100 men. But obviously, misinformation persists. Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, said one of the principal ways the new administration will battle misinformation is by being transparent not least about the COVID-19 pandemic, which to date has led to the death of more than 400,000 Americans. There are a number of ways to combat misinformation. One of them is accurate information and truth and data and, um, and sharing information even when it is hard to hear and even when um, it um, is not meeting the expectations of, of people at home who are desperate for this crisis to be over. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Nick Holland, ISMG's Director of Banking and Payments, recently spoke with Siske van Oosten, Head of Global Business Intelligence and lead author of the Verizon Payment Security Report. The report, of course, charts trends and insights on data security compliance and data protection on a yearly basis. Do catch the full interview on our sites where they stew over the 2020 report. But what about 2021 and beyond? Where does Van Oosten consider the focus for businesses should be from a payment security standpoint? Here he is. For 2021 and 2022 and beyond, the focus will really be on, on for organizations. What they need to do is the ability to communicate. So from CISOs and leadership, this is why we call out leadership as, as the top issue, the ability to communicate the need to invest in data security, effectiveness and sustainability, uh, which requires two critical components, which we've seen missing, is to have fully documented security business model and a security operating model, two concepts that is not receiving enough attention. Because what we see is that the problem that, that needs to be addressed is the approaches that are too simplistic beyond just an IT focus. A lot of organizations fail to grasp the underlying cause and effect relationships and the interdependencies, for example, between control systems. And second to that as well, or as important, is the lack of guidance in the industry for how to diagnose and pinpoint the root cause and contributing factors to weak control environments. And we've seen this for so many years. We've seen massive breaches happen. You can go back all the way through the history of the payment security regulation. And when you receive the news reports and see exactly what transpired for the 
organization to experience a confirmed payment card data breach and you look at the main contributing factors, it's really the decisions that were made, either decisions that were made or not made, that didn't transpire into sound objectives and priorities being built into the strategy of the organization. And finally, you may have been following our regular updates from pandemic expert Regina Phelps over the past year on the COVID-19 crisis. So as most of the world marks its first anniversary of fighting the pandemic, she caught up this week with Tom Field, ISMG's Senior Vice President of Editorial, on the latest regarding the virus variants and vaccine rollout. But here's a question. Will life return to normal anytime soon? What I've really asked all of my clients to do is to say, look at your schedules, look at where you are. Please think about this seriously. And I strongly encourage you to look at somewhere into the fall or early winter. And that's for your personal life, as far as gatherings at home, as well as things such as having an office. I think the other thing I would just say, Tom, and we've talked about this a lot, is the longer this goes on, the longer that our, our lives are going to be permanently and forever changed. And I think from the office perspective, you're going to see that. And in my client population, when I said to people, you need, you're going to be doing a lot of reinvention, they thought I was nuts. But I will tell you, that's what people are doing. If it's everything from business travel or the lack thereof, to looking at how many people do you have to have in an office? Why do you have to go to the office if you've been working at home? If you go to the office, what would you be doing there? And the other thing I will say to you is that many people are now looking seriously about how they can really reinvent and reimagine the office space to be more of a collaborative space and not an individual cube or office space. And so I think, again, by the time we get to next fall, I think it's going to be a very different world, Tom. And I think, frankly, that's the right thing. How crazy would we be to have gone through two years of this and go back to do everything exactly the same? So you and I, who are big road warriors, you know, I don't foresee that at all in my future like it used to be. That's it from ISMG's Security Report. The music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time. <laughs>